Hey, good morning, everybody. It is two live recruiters here this morning. Back again for the first time. <laughs> so we are trying this format uh, again. We're going to do the, sorry, can you hear me clearly, Shane? I can hear you loud and clear. All right, Sound I need clear. to get close to a microphone because I know that my voice can be a little irritating. Um, so we're not here in ASMR. Um, so we're back again today. We're trying this new format. We're doing the video along with the audio. And I think, have we worked all the kinks out, do you think, Shane? I mean, you know. I don't know. We're going to find out today, though. Are we going to find out today? Because we did it twice last week. <laughs> <laughs> the devil was trying to stop us from being great. So, okay. Yo, yo, he, hey, he put up a good fight, though. I'm not going to lie. That nigga had hands. <laughs> he had hands <laughs> last week. <laughs> the devil played too much. <laughs> yo, yo, he was throwing haymakers. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Like, my head was about to explode trying to edit. And I know that you were trying to edit video, and yeah. I was trying to do audio, and the audio wasn't my audio was terrible last week so i was like okay what what will i do i will the audio from the video portion from from Streamyard was yeah. good so i was like I'll, I'll take my phone and i'll turn on anchor and then i'll record our voices and then my girlfriend my sister tamika was like uh girl just extract the audio Boom. <laughs> i was like Thank God for two oh minutes. like two minutes if that so all right so who are we shane Man, we are the uh, we're two live recruiters. We are two seasoned corporate veterans who are here to pass along the trauma that we receive to uh, to everyone else. And hopefully, you know, you will have an easier time dealing with the things that we had to deal with. Absolutely. Okay. So today, um, we're going to talk about Easter because Facts. Easter is this Sunday. So it's important. Easter is is very important. But I also think it's important to talk about candy. So that is, um, <laughs> is that not why why Easter is important? I'm sorry. No, absolutely not. No. Please, no, no, no. It, no, it's, it's, oh, no, it's funny a, to no, me. Christ died for our sins, and yes. So no, I'm not belittling it, but and we're going to talk about say amen. right. We're going to talk about the candy portion. So we're going to talk about the, <laughs> this great article that that Shane found about these duped Secret Service agents. Um, the couple that we should be talking about, mm. um, and then. Mm. Oh, what's fun is that Georgia knew concealed carry law. You know oh, what man, mean? it is the wild, wild west in Georgia. It just got passed yesterday, right? Right, right. So a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, yeah, Georgia, all right. And then, and then States, our right? big topic, like for, you know, just, just for everybody out there, is 10 signs it's time to find a new job. So, all right, so Easter candy. So yesterday, <laughs> Shane and I got into this discussion about candy. So I was telling him that I bought, I had just a, just a candy fest this past weekend. Well, sweet fest I had Krispy Kreme donuts on Saturday and bought my husband a bag of peanut M&Ms and he likes to put them in the freezer. So, so Shane was like, oh, wow, I'm intrigued by that. I'm gonna have to try it. And he was like, well, first of all, he said, what kind of M&Ms? Like peanut butter? I was like, absolutely not. They even make those. He was like, yes, they're delicious. So which got us talking about Reese's Pieces, which are like the whatchamacallit of candy. Which you must is be disgusting. outside your mind. Reese's Pieces is the <laughs> pinnacle of candy. Do not do not get on here being blasphemous. No, when I, when I have night in my dreams, when there's food, it's always disgusting. And like if there's candy, it tastes like whatchamacallit. So when I what? bite into it, I'm like, yuck. Like I, I immediately get a stomach ache and it usually wake, it wakes me up. 
Reese's so. Pieces are top tier candy. I I don't know. Reese's cups are the bomb, and many nah. Reese's in the um in the freezer are very good too. And so. then the smaller you go to Reese's Pieces, then you then now you talk. They don't taste about, anything like they don't taste anything like Reese's cups to me. Dude, Nothing. Uh, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to taste like Reese's Pieces. Like yeah. Anyway, but so. I got into an argument, not an argument, discussion with my sister Kelly yesterday, too, because we're talking about, not no, we were talking about Easter candy. She loves, what did she, I said, I don't like any of it. Peeps, jelly beans, hollow eggs. I, I'm confused. What are peeps? Like, peeps just seem, are they just marshmallows? Like, colored marshmallows? Yeah, yeah, with some sugar on it. Peeps yeah. are disgusting. I got to ride with you on that one. I, I can't, I can't fuck Well, she it. likes jelly beans, and I... And when I think of jelly beans, I think of those big, nasty, sugary jelly beans. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, what about the jelly belly ones? I was like, no, the jelly belly or, you know, the, um, no, I won't say organic, but the specialty jelly beans I'm no. here for. Like, especially with the fruity flavors like watermelon or grapes no. or popcorn. They hey, have popcorn flavor. Side note, I don't like anything watermelon. I am born in the Virgin Islands, CDVI, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm black as fuck. And uh, I hate watermelon. I, I'm, How I is that to, possible? I need to come to the pulpit. <laughs> I I am an island boy through and through, and I hate watermelon. Anything melon, watermelon, cantaloupe, cantaloupe, any How melon, do you do melon, and I do not. I can't fuck with melons. Oh in my any way, gosh! Shape. Don't know what happened as a youth, but someday as a youth, and I uh, I hate watermelon. Sometime happened. Something happened. That's that's crazy. Well, so that's a can. Yeah, but jelly beans, they're they're bottom tier candy. Like jelly beans are the candy you go to when you have no other options. When you're like looking around your house and you got nothing left. And here's how here's how you know jelly beans. <laughs> boom, I got it right. Here's how you know jelly beans and peeps are nasty because they don't get given out on Halloween, right? Any top tier candy is given out for Halloween. Uh, Reese's Pieces are not given out Reese's for Halloween. Reese's Pieces are given out all the time. No, Yo, they're not. When out. I buy I the out. mixture, I, I get there's Reese's Cups in there. There's no Reese's Pieces. Never, ever, ever in the nicodem of Halloween has there ever been Reese's Pieces. When you get the giant, like, 400, and I'm, I know, because we get about 600 kids in our neighborhood. So I buy, like, the biggest bags of candy. I buy, like, about 100, sometimes $200 worth of candy. Right. Um, last year, I did, couldn't because I couldn't find any. So I just oh, had yeah, to. And, it was, was going, yeah. and I just put it in a big, like, cooler and sat it out. I was like, take take two. And, yeah, those fools. It was gone no, in, like, 30 minutes. Oh, man, when we were really broke and early in our marriage, I took a big-ass bowl and I put it out in the front. And then I put a note in take one, but I left the bowl empty. So it makes it look like I put candy out there. But somebody else took all the candy. <laughs> Oh, you were just. Oh, you were, you just late. missed it. Nah, we were too broke for me to buy candy by ourselves. Oh like, my gosh, that is funny. so funny. All right, okay. yeah. So jelly beans so, are nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about these. Tell everybody about these dupe secret <laughs> service agents. You know and how when, insane this is. When you think, when you think that you know some tier of our government is competent and on point, you would think it would be the Secret Service, right? That would be Secret Service, CIA, FBI, Homeland Security. You think of those, you think, oh, shit, that's top-tier shit, right? Like, you can't you can't get any better, any tighter of security than the... Well, no, that's... If you're a white man in America and with a gun and some camo, uh, you can impersonate anyone. So two men masquerading as, this via the New York Times, two men masquerading as Department of Homeland Security officers in Washington duped not one, not two, not three, but several 
up to four members of the Secret Service, providing them with tens of thousands of dollars in gifts, including rent-free apartments, uh, says the federal prosecutors. One of the men even told several people he had connections with Pakistan's intelligence agency. Four members of the Secret Service agency are charged with protecting, who are charged with protecting the president and the president's family, have been placed on administrative leave while the case is being investigated. Can you right. tell me how this happened? Like, how did they meet? I, I'm just so, I'm so confused by this. We are, we are all confused by this. Like, it is. Um, they don't really go into saying how. So they basically, these met. dudes just showed badges and said, "I'm one. Of, I'm, I'm one of you." I mean, if, if there aren't many Secret Service people, are there? Wouldn't you think they all kind of see each other, at least on a Zoom call or something? You would think that they would know who each other were, right? Like, you would think that there would be some way. Apparently, these men, they had uh, uniforms. They okay. had IDs. They drove around in a black SUV equipped with emergency lights. Um, they described as official Homeland Security vehicles. Oh, they said they Oh, gosh. I'm just, okay. So, basically, That's... these men just said they were Homeland Security, drove around in the truck, had the look. Yes, yeah, because Homeland Security. I guess there's, I guess there's a lot of them. I don't. But how do you get free stuff? How does that's like um, inventing, uh, inventing Anna? Did you see that on on Netflix? Like the girl that pretended to be their, the no. uh, the uh, heiress, the no, German heiress, and she was like, "I've got forty million dollars waiting in a trust for me," and everybody was like, "Okay, let's we'll give her money because she said she has money. Like she never paid for anything." Was she white? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the key to yeah. all these stories. That's okay. Well, yeah. okay. Because right. can you picture me and my homie going up to some secret service agents and be like, "Yo, we Homeland Security, bro. What's up? Come hang out with us." Nah, that don't work, right? <laughs> We're gonna need to talk to your supervisor, okay? Yeah, we'll get shot. Two black men walking up because these dudes had assault rifles. They had all kind of ammunition on them. They so, do you not think they were? Oh, so but there's. But clearly there's black Homeland Security officers mm, or whatever. Mm. I'm sure there are in their black Secret Service. But do you think I can just walk up on Secret Service and tell them I'm Homeland Security? If you had like, on the outfit and the and car. And you'd be like, okay. And... They'd be like, okay, Bob. Oh. No? Then I can I can <laughs> hand them an apartment and be like, here, come stay in Why this do you apartment. get free stuff? That's what I'm just trying to figure that out. The, get What's up with the free stuff? So they're on it. These dudes are on administrative leave. And, and yeah. the ones who impersonated are in jail. No, the they're out on bail. Of course, they're out on bail. Let's oh, they're out on bail. Okay. You know, all sounds right. about white. Okay. Sounds about white. Now, all right. Well, now in Georgia, yes, the, uh, you guys have your uh, your wonderful state legislature, who a couple months ago said that it was okay for anyone to walk around with a gun, right? So anyone could open carry in Georgia for the last few months, but. You guys didn't think that was good enough. You're like, hmm, how do we make this even harder for black people? Let's go ahead and say everyone can carry a concealed weapon now without a license, right? So I'm just, I'm puzzled by that. I have a friend of mine, a good friend from Pittsburgh, whose dad was a member of the NRA because he was like, they're, I mean, they're black. And he was like, I just want to know what they're up to. <laughs> oh, I, that's why I go to the meetings. Like I, I, I go to the conferences because I want to see what they're up to. Right. But what do you, I know this was fueled by the NRA, but what is the goal? To, what is I the mean, goal? I mean, basically, they get, so they did that with Texas as well, and now they're doing it in Georgia. I think the goal is to take away any sort of restrictions 
from the second minute because the NRA is sponsored by, of course, big gun organizations. Right. So if big gun can get all the restrictions on you buying guns taken away, then that's more profit for big gun. But if you are black, you got to think about this on a whole nother level. Right. So if cops already think you're a threat and you live in Texas or Georgia, now they're going to immediately assume that you're that you carrying. Have a gun because anybody can carry without a license. So now I think like laws like this play out worse for us as black people because now it mm-hmm. gives law enforcement, dirty law enforcement, even more of a reason to shoot without asking to think that we're a threat because now they can just assume that everyone that they pull over is carrying a weapon since there's no longer any sort of uh, ways to track who has weapons or not. But they have have to be, the guns have to be registered, right? Yeah, if you you buy a gun, you're in the the system. You're in the system, but so we already barely have background checks, right? Because if I buy from a private dealer, I don't have to go through a background check, right? Yeah, that is, private dealers are supposed to report the sale. But you know, but there's no background check, right? I, no, it's private. You can I just, just, yeah, you can just go to like one of these little gun shows and buy a gun. And that's where most of, that's the loophole, right? That's where most of the guns are purchased through at gun shows, right? Yep, I can okay. tell you, I have a guy who builds guns for me in out of Texas, mm-hmm. and he builds them and he sends them, and I just go buy them. Like he sends them to my local gun store, and okay. I'll go buy them from. I'll go pick it up from the gun store. Now, of course, when I pick it up from the gun store, they register me in the system as buying this assault rifle but as far as just buying it from him you know yeah just, just, just here here's my money build it's gonna be the okay corral i mean literally it'll just be just i mean yeah i find that puzzling i just find it so and then it's funny because on the, on the news they barely talked about that yesterday on the local news but they talked about there's a word for like all the guns that are shipped from from the south mm-hmm. up to like Maryland, like the New York area, like yeah. assault weapons, all types of, of things to be sell to be sold illegally. Like they, it's like they care about them being sold illegally, but yeah, because those profit don'ts doesn't doesn't go back to big gun. Because if you're selling guns on the black market, big right. gun ain't getting there. Okay, the so, so okay. big gun needs to shut that that little train down so that you can buy your guns legally and give us the profit. You know, America is a capitalistic. Uh, yeah country you know it's basically a corporation Absolutely. Right? so yeah anything that is. generates money or doesn't generate money uh is a problem i.e why we have so much uh marijuana laws uh changing now because now big pharma has figured it's out money. how to make yeah. profit off of marijuana so mm-hmm. you know you know that happens all right so that's i guess man that's i'll be watching that one carefully since i'm in i'm in georgia that's are you gonna start just, carrying now no I oh my God. I think if you I think it I don't know I'm guns scare me I have a taser so I will fight you, you I have a taser, taser baton it's a baton what are, taser what are you gonna do with a taser baton so you like you can get like you beat you can beat them and tase them at the same time but if somebody has a gun you have a taser baton you oh yeah I'm done yeah well exactly yeah. so I'm, you're I in mean, Georgia I where the, I keep it at home so hopefully you're not coming <laughs> <laughs> that's not um us. You know, it's not like you go out, right? It's not like you out shopping, shopping, you know. But, no, like, okay. but first of all, it's not I'm not I'm not an I'm not an alarmist, but I can't I can't be caught out there in, the, in those streets. There's too many too much stuff. I can't go to the mall. You know, yo, I just shop yo, online. I'm yeah, not, Lennox Mall is always in the news for something. Yeah. It's I mean it last winter, what was it? Two teenagers 
I think their plan was to rob the Apple store. So they were going to grab the security guy's keys, end up shooting him. They were like 15 and 16. But I'm like, what was your plan? The mall was closed. You're going to get his keys. And you thought you were just going to walk in the door and no alarms. Nothing was going to go off. That's exactly what they thought. That's sad. That's, I mean, it's really, it's really sad. But anyway, all right. What were you going to say? Like, if everyone's carrying guns, Trish, that means you should carry guns too. Well, when I moved here in Kennesaw, that's a, a town. That's Can north you please of the city. stop giving all your information, like all live, the details? I don't <laughs> live anywhere near Kennesaw. That's okay. Uh, I live nowhere near Kennesaw, but that it was a law. There was an active law in the books that you that it was against the law not to have a firearm. Oh, that's what's so up. So they're just going back. They're just going back. They're just going back the way it was. Yeah, they're just right? going back. It was it was actually against the law for you not to carry. That's what's up. I, re- yeah. I respect that. This is they're, like they're basically saying this is the okay corral and you right, need to be strapped up. Right. Yeah. Right. They had sodomy laws too. So <laughs> that was just on the books until just recently. So yeah, that's yeah, it's so crazy. All right. So this this last story is this is the couple that we should be talking about. Bruh. Jenny and Clarence Thomas. Bruh. Not Will and Jada. Like Not that's just stuff to keep you like cog the system to keep you. Yeah, to keep you distracted. Distracted and like, oh, look at the Jedi mind tricks. So Virginia Thomas is the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And she exchanged dozens of texts with with um, Trump's White House Chief of Staff, Mark, Mark Meadows. I think like 29 messages from like two days after the election up until like January 6th. Um, she... And they're they're calling. I mean, they're calling for him to recuse himself um, for all the you know for the hearings right now or the investigations going into to June six. Some people are calling for him to resign. Of course, he's not going to do that. But um, so she so here. All right, I'll just read a couple a couple of her her, her texts. I hope this is true. Never heard anything like this before. Or even hint possible. Um, watermark ballots in over twelve states have been a part of. Of, of Trump and military white hat sting operation in 12 battleground states. The Biden crime family and ballot fraud co-conspirators, elected officials, bureaucrats, social media censorship mongers, fake stream media reporters are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now in over coming days. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, it was that, was, that was fantasy. That wasn't true. On the 6th, she wrote, do not concede. It takes time for an army who is gathering for his back. Mm. I mean, she, she, she's like, Mark, I wanted to text you and tell you for days you are in my prayers. Help this great president stand firm, Mark. You are a leader with him who is standing for America's constitutional governance at the precipice. The majority knows that Biden and the left is attempting the greatest heist of our history. It goes on and on. Yeah. Her, I mean, and so I guess that brings us to a good question or a point like, are do you influence, does your wife influence you or do you influence your wife? Like your views? Here's how I can answer that question. Dr. Dre. <laughs> because uh, in his divorce, the judge ended up giving Nicole a uh, hundred million dollars, right? Okay. And the reason why she gave the Nicole a hundred million dollars is the same reason why Jeff Bezos' wife ended up getting like you know fifty billion dollars because mm-hmm. in a marriage they believe that there is no way a spouse 
cannot be privy to business ideas and thoughts of the other spouse, right? Well, they live in my house. <laughs> my husband and I roll like we're on a need to know basis. Okay? That is funny. So he they definitely has me on a need to know basis. So they so they basically <laughs> said, like, there's no way Dr. Dre made any of these deals with Apple, with Beats, without Nicole being aware of it or having some influence on it. Oh, so she police. gets a hundred million dollars of it. So, because they, you know, pillow talking, you just, you know, you just yeah. your spouse. What's you pillow talk? It. No, that does no. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm I so know. I, not, so, I know nothing of this. Oh, that is hilarious. So, I mean, in my thought, Jenny and Clarence, after they're having their disgusting, you know, okay, passionate don't. sessions, okay, they're laying in bed all floppy on each other, and she's telling him, you know, Joe Biden's stealing our country and. Uh, one of her quotes was that she, that uh, that there's transsexual fascists in uh, the fascist left, and there's America is an existential danger because of the deep state. Like she is, she like she's whispering all this wild shit in his ear, and you know they think that's going to influence his uh, his rulings on the Supreme Court. So you think that he thinks the same way that she does. Basically. I think that Clarence Thomas is just a man who likes vagina, which is evident by his history. Wait a minute, so that means that she's run. I mean, that kind of puts yeah, her in exactly. a position of power. Um, Most definitely. I think you don't think you don't think Michelle was having a little influence on what Barack was doing. Oh yeah, because that okay. she was that because she was that woman. She's yeah, exactly. She's, you don't think you're like listen. There's I'm telling women influence men all the time. Right. So Jenny is definitely influencing Clarence and uh, we need to. But you don't to... think that he could come up with these ideas on his own? Like he's not the one who's like, hey, I read this in the crazy times today. There's no people eating no. babies. And... He's doing what he has to do to keep her happy and, and to keep his life going well. Men get haircuts. We uh, drive nice cars. We keep cologne on. Why? Because women like men who smell nice and who look like they're successful. Right. Okay. And there's no difference. We know Clarence's history of of whoremongering since he's been in the Supreme Court. So I think that he is going to do whatever it takes to keep his uh, quirky pig looking wife. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's happy. not very nice. Does she not look like. Uh, I want no comment. Like what's the Muppet? Uh, Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy, I will not. I'm sorry. I will not take part. I will not take part in judging a woman on her looks. No, I won't. I won't. Ha I'll have none of that. So you can, you're on your own Listen, with that one. When I get nice with this editing thing, I'll say <laughs> stuff like this. Miss Piggy, and then another picture. Oh, uh, well, we can't do that. Well, you have to do it for for like small clips because if we because you definitely can do that with Streamer. You can add edit, you can add stuff. Yeah, we can figure. But this out. for the audio, for the for our core audience, the pod the podcast, they'll be like. They won't get hey, there's something they up on look it. it <laughs> That's funny to me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely think she's influencing him. And uh, if she keeps this up, he needs to recruit himself. Well, and, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the Malcolm or the yeah, the Malcolm to your we're gonna switch then. Yeah. And I'll be I'll be Malcolm this week because my husband and I we don't talk about we don't talk about a lot of stuff. We just we don't. 
you guys have a unique relationship. Yeah, we don't. Like, I mean, we know, don't. You're his sugar mama, and, and my, you keep him in check. My husband will say something like, "He'll say, hey, did you hear so and so?'" And I'm like, "And if I say what or oh no, what is it?" And then he won't say anything else. That's funny. You're like, yeah, Yo, you got one shot to join <laughs> like, this conversation. He's like, yeah, right. Keep up. Keep up. He's like Ian Putton. And if you're like, you miss it, then you just missed you it. I'm like, one, one time he was, he, he started to kind of tell me and stopped. I had to Google it. I had to go Google what he was talking about. I'm like, how do you start? How do you say, I'm going to have a conversation and then decide, nah, abort. Listen, because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't marry him for his conversation. You married him for his young, hot body. But he's, right? he's such a great, but he is a great conversationalist, but he just rarely like, he's like, you know how they say, well, I, that men what what well, they want to be alone, but they don't want to be alone. You're right. That's him. He I tell wants my wife to be, that all the time. Like he yeah. wants to be alone, but in the living room. Exactly. I want to be next to you. I want or, you right here next yeah. to me, but please don't talk to me. Like, yeah. Like he like he'll I'll be upstairs and he'll come upstairs and he'll um he'll turn the TV off or turn the light on so he can read his book and just and just sit there. Then take a shower, double Listen, floss. And go all to bed. we need is your presence. All we need is, is yeah. your presence around us to comfort us. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so what I'm saying, and my husband's a Republican, and I'm a Democrat, and we—he's always been. He's very conservative, so he's not like you know some of these, you know these people with these really loony ideas. He's just a conservative person, fiscally right. conservative. So he's not for, you know, for. People I'm telling you how to use running. You're a Democrat because most successful, I find like a lot of successful. It's a it's a secret amongst us, but a lot of successful Black people are Republicans, not because we you know for the tax. Are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we strictly for the money and and the fiscal benefits that Republicans bring to the table. Yeah, no, I don't see. I don't. I won't. Yeah, I, I am. I am fiscally conservative, but socially, I am. I'm I'm liberal. I'm very liberal. Oh, you know I'm I like, too. don't tread on me. You know, let's everybody has rights. You know, I, I all, right. these all those wedge issues they just get on my nerves. Like we're fighting the same. And I don't want to get political, but they're just fighting the same battles. Right. For years, abortion, guns. It's now it's gonna we're gonna add um, critical race theory to that. It's just it's oh just too God. much. It's too much. So, but um, on a lighter note, we're gonna talk about the top 10 signs that it's time to find a new job. And no, these are not in, in necessarily any order, but everybody's had that feeling like, you know what it is. Thanks for the memories. Right. So exactly. it's like your spirit, your spirit knows it's like breaking up in a relationship. Right. You know, it's time to break up long before you actually break up. It's like, right. oh shit, it's time to go. And you know, like, you feel it at work. You walk into work one day. You're like, ah, oh, fuck this. Nah, this ain't it. Walking to work. Yeah. Like, if you're doing that or logging on, <laughs> you say if you just walking in, you're logging on to work. Yay. Um, so number one, and these aren't necessarily any order, and you guys can you know share your comments or you know what how you knew. Um, it looks like a layoff or a furlough is imminent. So your workload has decreased significantly. The business is slowed as a whole. Key accounts are struggling with payment, <laughs> or are no longer clients. Mm. Um, so there's, it, but I did talk to a candidate a couple weeks ago, maybe like, maybe last week. And she had only been at her company for a month. They announced a layoff the day she started. Ooh. What yep. position was she hired for? Um, she was in marketing. I wonder if they hired her to help market 
the uh, layoff in a better way. Yeah, I don't know because the company was they had um, headquarters, they had U.S. headquarters and the European headquarters, and and I guess whatever division she was in, that was getting eliminated. But they knew it before she started, right? But right. didn't tell her. So yeah, man, that would be like a hiring manager hiring somebody and then quitting. Oh, shit. oh, oh, yeah. I hire, <laughs> what, what? Okay, so we'll talk that through. So, so you hire somebody, and you tell them all these things, and then you announce to them the day they start that you're quitting. Yeah, that's a reason. That's a definitely a sign you should leave that company. And your boss is qu- and her boss is quitting too. Oh, everybody's boss. Yeah, maybe you should leave that organization. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you your start. So the interesting because we know someone this has happened to. Facts. Um, she started. Day one, she finds out that her boss is quitting and that her boss's boss is quitting. Is quitting and as well. no one told her when they nobody told her. her. Nobody told her. Nobody told her up and they let her on board and start and then told yeah. her then. Yeah. Such as like no. And um, then all the things that she was told there were possibilities in the role were and everybody had amnesia. Nobody knew what she was talking about. Right. Bet. All right. So number two in this one. Every night feels like Sunday night. Don't you Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, that, remember, that shit just happened a couple days ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember. That was, was 48 hours ago. That was, was 48 hours ago. I mean, there mean? are. You know, some days, like, I'll have all, like, last last Sunday was, a, like, Saturday was chilly here. I don't know how it was there. It was chilly here, and but Sunday was warmer. But I had all these plans, all these big plans for Sunday because Saturday I was like, I was protesting. I was like, I'm not going out in that cold. Right. It's April. That's ridiculous. So Sunday I wake up and I was like, I get up super early, take a shower, and I was like, I'm going to start my day. Then I was like, oh, I'm going back to bed, and I just had this gloom and doom all day. And then I finally got moved at about five or six, and I cleaned Jackson's room. I mean. Like cleaned up everything, got rid of clothes, you know, folded stuff, washed his clothes, put them away, stuff like that. And um, yeah, and stayed up late, ended up staying up really late watching from. I started watching from on mm-hmm. Epic, which with Harold Perrineau from the Best Man the Best Man movies. It's good. It's like a combination of Walking Dead, Lost, and um, wait, wait, wait. You said from the Best Man movies, so yeah, Harold, yeah, the one to play Julian. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one you were telling me about. But yeah, it's so and um, it manifests. So it's a combination of. Did you ever have you ever seen Manifest on NBC? Yes, I like the, I was watching Manifest before all you pandemic Manifest watchers. Oh, oh, really? I, I was watching Manifest when it was on NBC and it got okay. canceled, and then all of a sudden the pandemic, everybody wanted to watch. Now nah, I was one of the original Manifest. You're OG. Okay. I'm an OG Manifest watcher. That's funny, and I had to I had to stop watching it because I was like it was. The, the the girl, the police officer, she was starting to get on my nerves. Yeah, that happened to me a couple of days ago with the, the show called uh, the Res- the Resident. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Um. So yeah. So 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 when do you start feeling bad? Like what time on Sunday? Um. <laughs> and this usually, is a sign. What does it mean? Usually it's like a Sunday night around like eleven ish after my edibles have worn off. Um. Because I really try to spend. <laughs> My weekends are spent elevating. And uh, yeah, so right when the edible, it's like, fuck. Like, tomorrow actually is like work, work. And then, so I've developed a routine in which I uh, 
basically go into my calendars and lay out my entire week. Okay. And so right as I'm opening up my laptops to start organizing all my calendars, I'm like, oh, shit. And I see the meetings, the hiring managers I got to talk to and all that. I'm like, all right, cool. It just drains you looking at yeah, the schedule. Yeah, it just starts at, the, at that point in time. Yeah, and just that looking leads at the schedule. You, that leads us to number three, right? When your well-being is suffering, when you're when you're a per when your core person is mm-hmm. like just drained, mm-hmm. it's one thing to like to to laugh and joke like, oh my god, I gotta work. But when you're actually like feeling emotionally drained at the thought mm-hmm. of maybe it's time to find someplace else to go because then it's just not healthy at that point in time. right it's just not healthy for you to be going into that office that environment that culture it's not benefiting you in any way besides the paycheck that's probably still for a f- part of that because that's the like feelings of dread um mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah um if yeah if, if it the, and here it says like but when every night starts like then every night starts feeling like like sunday night then definitely, uh, and every day feels like Monday morning, then it's definitely time. Um, number three on my list is there's no, or there's little or no work flexibility. So I think we're finding this now, right? Like everybody was for the last two years was all, <clears throat> excuse me, they were all remote. Yeah. And now some people, even Indeed is defaulting to remote. Like when you go to search for jobs, yeah, it, does, the job just it defaults. So they just, so it hasn't caught up again with the fact that there's hybrid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people like who normally like maybe who started who were in New Jersey or Maryland or where, wherever they were, they were somewhere that wasn't where their office is headquartered. Right. And they're being told, OK, we're hybrid now. You we get we gave you a reload package. It's time to pay the piper. And people are like, I ain't trying to move. Yeah, like, no. I have been doing this job for for two years mm. here. Successfully. Successfully, I might add. And so why do I need to come into the office? So there's that. Um, I think we talked about this before with the, um, with, um, I know somebody who works at a company at a biotech company and the admins, this, the executive admins had to come in daily, not even a hybrid. They had to come in every day to support people who were in maybe in other cities and maybe coming in two to three times a week. But they had to be there every day. So, I mean, so th- when you see that inflexibility, I mean, this, this, there's so much out there as far as positions. There's no reason to stay where you, Facts. where there's lack of flexibility because you, you can find it someplace. Exactly. Um, all right. So, number four on this list is your work performance is starting to slip. Have you, have you seen that, Shane? I mean, for, uh, have, have you ever Yes, there's lots of people who work performance slips, but they don't leave. They just get promoted. You know, oh. they get they get to fail up. Oh. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Well, no, and sometimes it doesn't slip, and they've just been doing something for two years and eleven months, and they get promoted. Yeah. Over, Facts. but again, but you know, we we like to be individual contributors, so we do not. As the kids say, we do not care. We do not care. <laughs> like, cue the music. Um, so, yeah, I guess if you're just going through the motions, you're like, okay, like you said, wake up, check your calendar, right. check your emails, go through your day with your Zoom calls, your Teams calls, whatever, rinse, repeat. So, but you're kind of going through. Yeah, go ahead. No. You go. I was going to say, yeah, that plays into the fact that uh, one of the reasons on my list is that you aren't, you and your work aren't being appreciated. I feel like your work starts to slip. When you feel like, what's the point of me? What's the point of me coming in here giving one hundred fifty percent if coming I'm not in being here. acknowledged? <laughs> you know, coming in here, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not being acknowledged, if my if my work isn't being appreciated, right? And so 
I'm sitting here busting my ass and I still don't get any love for it. It's still just, oh, you know. Do you think, and do you think that is because we're hurting? We're all kind of low-key hurting? Do you think that's why, like, we can't recognize greatness because we're just, because we're all kind of burned out? I'm just saying a lot of people get recognized okay. no matter what. We aren't getting recognized in corporate America. You know, I think mm. we need we need to understand that there are two there are two corporate Americas, right? There is okay. the corporate America for persons of Caucasian descent, and then there's mm -hmm. corporate America for persons of color. Okay. Two, they're, they're, they are two different worlds, and okay. so there are a lot of persons who are of Caucasian descent who don't work as hard as persons of color. And okay. They still get appreciated and they still get promoted and they still get moved up. And then there are us who uh gotta work four times as hard to to receive some sort of acknowledgement. Well, you know what? I mean there's people I mean there's people who are bad at their jobs, no matter what they look like. But oh last night I was watching something and they were, had a quote from um from our new justice, Katanji. Uh, Supreme uh, Court yes. Justice Katanji Jackson. She said it took one generation to go from segregation to the Supreme Court. I cried. I yeah, cried. I'm, I'm but literally, when you when you put when you look at what she's done, like her career o over the other justices, she literally she's the only person who checked ev literally every box. But listen, that's how it always is, isn't it? Though, yeah. don't we got to yeah. work twice as hard to get the same acknowledgement? Yeah, that's sad. That that's is sad. sad. That's, and that's it, yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad yeah. that. That um, you can't just great just can't recognize great, or even mediocre can't recognize great. That's a problem. You know, that's really the problem, is that there are some mediocre people out there. There are lots of mediocre people mediocre who leaders are, who, who are instead of thinking like, oh man, I should have the smartest team, the best team around because they make me look good, no. even if I'm a bum. Like I, because I knew I knew a lazy manager, and he his reps did all the work, and they made and they made him shine. Yeah. So, and he was, he was like fine with it. He was fine. And he put them on when he could. So. That's what a billionaire Mark Cuban says. Like he makes sure that he's uh, never the smartest person in the room. Yeah. If he you're keeps, the smartest person yeah. in the room, you need to be in a bigger room. You need to be in a bigger room. Quote of the day. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to be in a bigger room. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, another good reason. Uh, I guess this kind of applies to a lot of people is you're not paid what you're worth. Yeah, that was the pay. Yeah, no, my number six was the pay isn't getting any better. So if you, all right, so if that's happening, right? So you're like in this position, your pay feels kind of stagnant. What do you do? You get another job. You don't ask for a raise. Fuck that. No, because listen, what, what Trish, we we and I both know that in corporate America, when you get raises within the organization, your chances are your your raise is only going to be about two point five percent to maybe four percent of a raise within the company. But okay. You leave a company, you can get fifteen to twenty percent in your rate, uh, in your salary increase by going to another organization. So I mean, but what if you are not necessarily looking for money? <clears throat> I mean, because some people leave positions for the do they leave for the same money, just no, because they just want to do this, something different. I mean, for this reason only. Not in right? this reason, reason now, but yeah. Yeah, this reason we're talking about. You're not paid what you're worth. So okay. if you're you're just thinking about pay for this reason. Yeah, okay. For this reason only, then you leave to go get a bigger pay jump. Because staying within the organization, you're only going to get maybe a 4% pay. And that's if finance is feeling really good to get Yeah, but okay. But what you, like, if you, if you love the company you're at, you love your position, you're like this, I just need, 
I just need more. And if you go to your manager and they fight for you, even if it is two and a half, three percent, does that that's not that's that's a reason to leave? Why or or do you take your counter, which I never I never suggest that. Because if you if you give notice, right, and they're like, where are you going? You're like, I'm going to XYZ. And they're like, well, how much are they paying you? And you tell them. And then they match. Like, if you want to match now? Exactly. That's like a slap in the face, right? Like, oh, so you could have did this the whole time. Yeah. But you didn't, right? And I like, always recommend, like, whatever reason, like, I'll see people stay. Because they're like, okay, well, I'm being appreciated now. I'm being recognized. No, but whatever that reason was you were going to leave, if it's not just money, it's always going to rear its ugly head. Most definitely, so. right? Like, you, you mentioned something, but you love your company. Don't, you know, I hear, I hear this, you know, oh, I'm loyal to my organization. That's a topic mm-hmm. we talk about loyalty to companies. Um, but I am familiar with the company in which an employee died while working out in the gym in the company. Okay. Right? And everyone That's was sad. Awful. Everyone was sad for a day. And then the next week that employee's job was posted online because it needed to be back. Oh my gosh. Well, so, if, yeah, the, well, I mean, if the so president. So stop being loyal to companies that's going to replace you in a week if you don't. Well, they're going to replace you. But like, that's just like if, if the press, something happened, heaven forbid, to the president, then there's somebody to step in. So there's always somebody to step in. That's you're, why you should always all, have a company to right. step in, right? There should always be another company to step in. So this one was interesting. Um, You've learned everything you can. Mm. What do you think of that? I think that is true, right? Because that kind of goes back to what you were saying about having incompetent managers. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're in an IC position and your manager doesn't even know what they're doing and there's no longer any sort of challenge being happening, you're not being challenged by your work, no one's giving you any certification classes to go take. Mm-hmm. There's nothing within the organization. There's no leadership training programs within the company. Like you're just literally sitting there every day doing your job well, right. but you're not being challenged anymore. You can literally do your job in your sleep. And I don't, what am I going to stay in this monotonous environment for? Yeah. I know that in the past I have probably, I mean, probably once or twice gotten comfortable in a role like, okay, I can do this in my, in my sleep and my, and my boss was like, I need you to get out of here. She didn't say it. I need you to get out of your comfort zone. But she was like, here, do something different. I, I want you to do this build out. I'm like, huh? I want you to run the whole thing. I'm like, oh, like, she's like, it's only this many people, I'll, you know, so-and-so will help you take care of it. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, and I got experience that I, that I didn't have, didn't know that I wanted, but you know, it's good to have. So, so yeah, I can see where you just get into a rut, right. get up, check your calendar, do your calls, <clears throat> eat your cheese Keep sandwich. Yep. And and maybe work really long hours. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. So your workplace is toxic Ooh. is number seven. So that, you know what? <laughs> now that, I mean, a lot of us are not in the office or, you know, we're just in the office sometimes. Hybrid or whatever the model is. And you wouldn't think that you could hate people via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can. But you can. You oh, can. you can. Like, just their face. Just seeing, I mean, I have worked with people where I thought just seeing their face, mm-hmm. hearing their voice, hearing them sigh. Their voice. Someone, Someone's voice has literally made me hate an entire accent for a state. Oh. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, listen. Listen, listen. Oh no, I want I work with a lady who sound listen. like remember in the Mo- Monsters Inc. Yeah. 
the boss who dog like this. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I work with. I shouldn't make fun because I think that she may have had a medical. No, I, I think she. No, that wouldn't have affected her voice. She was just. And I'm like, you can change that. You can change. You can change how you can think about it and change. Like Elizabeth Holmes did it. She changed how she talked. Like you Apparently, can there's a video going around saying that Michael Jackson used to has a lower voice than what he talked with in public, or whatever. Like he switched up his voice for public consumption. It was a lot higher. Um, I could believe that because I've heard. Well, no, no, I've heard video that. Remember, um, Brashear, that dude who did the who like did the interview with him and then left and came back. He he get, didn't somebody get some secret audio? Like somebody recorded him. He mm. was drunk. And he was talking to somebody, and his voice was lower. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we switch it up, or whatever. Um, no, nah, but voices is uh that I, I literally hate an entire state's accent now. Well, being, I yeah. It, it, well, uh, yeah, but yeah, there's so as far as being toxic though. Yeah. It's hard to. I mean, you have to put a lot of effort in to get on somebody's nerves when you don't even see them daily. I mean, but toxic isn't just getting on your nerves, right? Toxic is like being a place where you know all the chips are stacked against you. Toxic yeah. is where a VP can have a favorite on a team and kind of just walk that person up. Are you been re- have you been reading my diary? You know, <laughs> like toxic isn't toxic isn't just you know being being you know annoyed. Yeah, toxic is also extreme Yeah, people nepotism. who are forces working against. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be an alarmist again, but sometimes there are forces working against you. Like you just like you just want to do your job. You just and want you to can. do a great job. You just want to be appreciated. And and no, people they don't care. They don't care. They don't they care don't. about the work. They just they care about they who just, they care about. Right. And again, and that that that's why you shouldn't care about the company you work for. You care about the job you're doing, but you shouldn't care about the company you work for because the company don't care about you. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, you were at the point of quitting or being fired. <laughs> Listen, I've been there before where I could just feel I was about to get fired. I'm like, nah, I'm quitting before you can fire me, homie. You will like, not be able like, to fire we'll see me. Who the, we'll see who gets out of here first. <laughs> Um, and this says here, do the do your best to avoid doing anything rash, like quitting before you have a job. Because I always say it, or my dad always said, it's easy to find a job when you have a job. Bruh, isn't it though? I, I swear, I've never, I've never been more sought after for jobs than when I have jobs. It is like everyone's calling, everyone mm-hmm. wants your attention. It's Kinda like, uh, it's like what's his name. Jermaine Dupree and Janet. You like, know, oh, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. a job raises your status. You right. Know, you update your little LinkedIn page with that nice little name of that new company you're working for. And now all of a sudden it's like, it's like oh, cat shit. oh, you wanted him? Oh, oh I wanted him too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Slipping into your DMs. Yeah. I'm so tired of those calls. And, you know, they're obviously from a uh, an international call center. Uh-huh. And they're calling to offer you a recruitment position. Oh, you know, it just came across my job board or whatever. And then you oh. oh my gosh, yeah. I never get those. Yeah, because you probably don't even have your stuff on. You know, you don't you, get the you don't get you, you, you get trish. calls. Everyone, everyone knows you. Like oh, you don't have please. to get you don't gotta post your resume and stuff. You get online. calls? Oh my oh god, my I get I get at least four calls a day for jobs. You at least. how do they have your number? 
I, I guess from uh, I guess my old resumes on like oh Master they must Crib, be doing like, I never pulled bullion. them off. Oh okay, yeah exactly. Okay, all right. Let's see. Um, you want to make a career change? Facts. Tired of being um, in one area and you want to do something else. You realize, hey, I don't want to uh to be in sales anymore. I want to go be a technical writer because I'm tired of talking to people. And so you know. I'm sure a lot of people during the pandemic have reinvented themselves. I mean, oh like people who worked in white, you know, like white staff, like they're like, you know what? I always want to do so and so. I'm going to I'm going to go do it. So, you know what and I'm proud of? Uh, shout out to Dress for Success is a great organization that helps oh, yes. uh, women um, get back into the workforce. They do a great job of helping women reinvent themselves to go from like being stay-at-home moms mm -hmm. to coming in transition in corporate America. Um went to their gala a few weeks ago and one lady got up there and gave her uh story and her experience of going from being a stay-at-home mom and uh dress for success helped her redo her resume, get some certifications, and she is now like a uh, talent acquisition lead for a lot yeah because they transitioned her skill sets into they do they all take, that yeah they they take you through resume classes they take you search certification classes um and yeah so dress for success is dope and helping persons mean women reinvent themselves we need to dress for success for men um for that yeah why don't they branch out i mean if something's good why change i guess i, I mean to include i'm just saying to include men yeah yeah i um that that'll be who i give things because i always like to give way to the women's shelter when i give yeah. Um, you know, close their household goods away, but I'll so, have to add them. If you could reinvent yourself, if you wasn't, if you weren't a talent acquisition oh, professional, gosh, would what I would be? you go do? What would you like? You wake up tomorrow, you got two billion in the bank account, oh, everything's paid off. You can go do whatever you want to do. What are you gonna go do, Trish? I'd start a foundation. That's it. Yeah, no, that's what I would do. I would, I would start some sort of foundation, either for battered women mm -hmm. or something I, I'd have to do. I have to figure out something to, so that I'm not worthless. So I don't just sit around doing nothing all day and then rate, you know, and then have kids look at me doing nothing. So it'd have to be something that, that helps others. Um, I want to, on that note, a good friend of mine, she was taking for, for her birthday. I think she's turning, when is she turning 40 or 45? I can't remember. So she wanted to feed the homeless. Mm -hmm. And I will say that you need to have a permit in Atlanta to feed the homeless. Otherwise, you could, if they catch you feeding the homeless, you'll get fined. I think it's like $126 or something. Or, you get or you'll, fined no, for you, no, no, you, the permit is like $126. You'll get fined for feeding them if you don't have a permit. But anyway, she set up this whole thing, um, like these to-go meals. I I had some groceries sent over to her. Yeah. She had her whole crew together. They made a delicious, well-balanced meal, had drinks, and passed them out. I think they only had like maybe six or seven left. Oh, that's what's So up. she's someone who, who always wants to help. And I think that, yeah, I think I am too. No, I mean, I already do. I mean, I don't, you know, I always like to give money. I don't necessarily yeah. give time that much, right. but I would definitely, I mean, that that's all I would do. Like whatever this foundation was, whatever, I whatever I thought was really needed. Um, that's where I would pour all my blood, sweat and tears too. And, it's so funny because I I, mean, I made a joke yesterday. I, was, I told my mother, I said, it feels like we're in, like, this is a communist, like, we're in a communist society. Like, things are scarce. 
and expensive. Mm. Like when you can't find boneless chicken thighs, you know what no. I mean? Like two days in a row, like like the, the two days ago, I ordered groceries. First world problems, I know. And I ordered two packs because Jackson doesn't he doesn't eat a lot of food, so barbecue chicken's one of the things. So um, he's a very limited palate. I <laughs> hope he doesn't starve when he goes to Spain next month. But um, you know, it's like. They, the person brought one pack and I was like, did she think I just didn't want her to substitute? Yeah. So I ordered again yesterday. They came, it came, the order came with no, no chicken. I was like, how can we, how were there no chicken thighs? Mm. Like I, like I read this morning that the inflation is the highest it's been since 1981. Like I remember 1981 and how interest rates were like 23% and inflation was off the charts. And that's where we, and that's where we are. So the, if, if we're having these minor inconveniences, like, Oh, I mean, gas is five dollars a gallon. Crazy. My dad always said, "Whatever it is, you're gonna pay it anyway." Because if you right. want to drive, but what about the people who can't afford it? So, I mean, there's right. this whole group of people mm. who are in the middle, who are just like, it's it's significant when they can't find. Maybe that's what they, you know what I mean? What they're looking to, how they're looking to feed their family, or getting to work, or so there's there's a lot of people out there could. Yeah, I think that uh, they could use help. We are we are in a place in our society where we have to stock up when we can. Um, I I learned from the pandemic when. Do you remember when we ran out of toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, and we ran out of sanitizer. We ran out of alcohol. All these things. Yeah, like we ran out of. And I thought I was a pretty good prepper up to that point, and I realized I wasn't. So now, like, I'm stuck. You stockpile, right? Like, if anything goes left, I'm good for at least two months. Like, we stockpile. We order toilet paper by the boxes. We order, like, every time, every hand of God, every time I go into the grocery store or any store, I pick up Lysol, I pick up alcohol, I pick up sanitizer. Just out of habit. I literally just have a container full of them. Um, Just because I don't know. I still have a bunch left over because that same friend who fed the homeless, um, she, her, here's how she reinvented herself. So she usually like um, she couldn't go into an office, obviously. Right. So she started delivering emergency supplies, gloves, oh, sanitizer, that's good. masks. Um, I, I mean, I, I stockpiled. I had so much um, Lysol and off Lysol. I mean, Walmart brand Lysol, Kroger brand. I mean, all, I mean, everything. I mean, everything um she had toilet paper she was she would go so far is like she knew what days to shop like she knew the days she knew what time to get into the store she would do it she would change her clothes and then go back in and then to get more stuff because all because back then back then a couple years ago you could only buy but so many items there were literally right. on how much stuff you so could she'd buy, buy yeah. well, however much she could buy go back to the car do a quick change and go back and, and say back that and was my twin more. Like once Lee was like, you were just interested. That was not me. That was my sister. Yeah. Like, Roll back the tape. <laughs> exactly. One of us stays in the car with the stuff while the other one comes inside and shop. Right. She had her her um her niece um nieces in on it. Like she was like, oh, are you going and get this, get this, get that? So she that's what she did. She and she delivered to the sick and the and the shut in. She I mean, without her, I wouldn't have had any. I would have had no Lysol or no hand sanitizer. She and she made. I think she made hand sanitizer too. Like she shout out to the home is somebody who. Yeah, she got her, and then she's then just recently she was doing COVID tests because no, you know you couldn't find them. Okay, she a hustler. hustler, totally hustler. A hustler. She would have pictures of like you know how like you're making a rap video and then you're you're on, leaning on the car and you got stacks of 
bags she would have of money, what, stacks, of toilet paper. stacks of toilet paper, hands. I mean, that was like it was like that was her oh, porn, hand sanitizer, uh, Lysol. What's the one? Microband, microband, and then the microband cleaner, which I, uh, yeah, which I love. Yeah. So you're right. I need to. Um, I don't. I don't stockpile toilet paper, which I sure. probably should. Because we all got um, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do, I do still have a lot of, um, wipes and hand sanitizer and all that stuff. Like I need to, yeah, but I need to do like you do, like you're, like you're doing. Yeah. I have a septic um, system, so I can't use wipes in my septic system. So no, I mean, yeah, just like, like, like not wipes that you flush on the toilet, but just, um, antibiotic wipes, like okay. Clorox wipes, stuff like yeah. that. Cause I use them in the car. I mean, you know, you get out and I always keep a bottle of hand, hand, ugh, hand sanitizer in the car too. So, all right. So here's the last one. Number 10. The thought of a new job excites you. Mm. Well, I mean, I see, I that's the only one I think I may question because I, I mean, I can get excited thinking about being a fighter pilot, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to go do it. You know, like right. I don't need to go figure out how to be a fighter pilot at this point in my life. Or, you know, I get excited at the thought of, you know, running into Megan Good on the street or, or Rihanna, you know. Even oh, those are your, Rihanna. are those your girls? Yeah. Megan. So, Megan Good, so Rihanna, and Janet Jackson are my uh, okay. are my you know exemptions. Okay. okay, you know, and so my wife knows. No questions asked when it comes to those. And she has hers list too. She has a uh, Idris Elba mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. And, yep. uh, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is, is Idris and Daniel are, are her babies. And then um, what's the what's the boy's name? Uh, I forgot his name. But those two, Daniel okay. Kaluuya and Idris Elba, are definitely her. Uh, I asked no, oh Maxwell. I don't I ask no questions in uh and Lenny Kravitz, I'm sorry. He's Lenny little Kravitz, though. He's so, well, she's short. He's so short. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz, Maxwell, Idris Elba, and uh Daniel Kalua. Okay. I ask no questions. She's got a big and, list. Yeah, she got four. She got a top four. I got my top three. Mine is um well, he's too young, but he's so cute. Michael B. Jordan. He's so he's cute. Legal. He's, he's legal. so cute. No, you good. And 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 Brad Pitt, but not just any Brad Pitt. I'm talking oceans. 12 or um not a river runs through it but what's the other one oh, we're talking gosh. about when he was bonnie and clyde brad pitt no 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 the one with um anthony anthony um hopkins um you know gosh they lived in the mountains oh my gosh all right what is it um not a, it was not a river runs through it. it's the one that came out let legend of the fall oh okay <laughs> Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Tristan, Tristan, Legend of the Fall. Like, oh, at the end of that movie, I sobbed. I boo hooed. I mean, I was like, I, I was like, I know that that actress loved him. She had to have. Yeah, she had. I to mean, have loved him. Angela, Angela Jolie loved him in uh, Mr. Mrs. Uh, Smith. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was at his finest, and yeah, and Mr. And Mrs. Smith too. Yeah, like he, you know, Brad, Brad. Hey, Brad will bag you if he does a movie with you. <laughs> I need to do a movie with Brad Pitt now. Um, I did. I actually um, passed out of the movie theater at a Brad Pitt movie. He. It was um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I like felt lightheaded and I. But I think it, that's due to your. But like, it was your other thing. That no, right? It was Basil Vega because he yeah. was getting stabbed, and I had my hands up, and I was like, it was traumatic, and then yeah, my exactly. heart started racing. And I got that do with Brad. I was like, <laughs> I need some air. My girlfriend was like, let's go get some air. Next thing I know, I woke up on the floor. <laughs> so. Yeah. But um, the doctor told me, he was like, you know what? I once had somebody who passed out watching Kill Bill. He's like, 
maybe you have a suit against Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, maybe because it's the gory. I cannot do, can't do blood and guts in real life. Almost passed out once to my son, hit his lip when he was two. Like saw the blood and was like, oh, I had to go sit down. So luckily another adult was there. So it's not, blood and guts are not me. So, so Brad Pitt's the only one on your list? Michael B. Jordan, but he's Michael young. Age ain't nothing but a number getting down. Ain't nothing but a thing. I like I like Lakeith Stanfield too. I think he's super Lakeith, sexy. He has a very unique style, right? I and like just, him. The confidence of Lakeith is very dope. I like him. I like him a lot. So yeah, we'll put him on. He looks like he might be short too, but my husband's short, so that's okay. Um, so you're saying that you don't not really buying. You never really. I, buy I don't buy. Yeah, this. you can't get excited. Just the thought. I don't like that. I think the thought of doing something new is exciting. Shit, like yeah, it is, but that don't mean you need to go do it. Like. No, but I mean, I'm saying not just go, like, hey, I want to go find another job selling whatever I sell for a different company. But the thought of, okay. like, hey, I want to go from selling something to, I don't know, being an expert in something else. I have a, I know, I work with a girl, and actually, she's a therapist now. We work together as recruiters, and now she's a therapist. That's what's up. I mean, like, I, she went back to school, and yeah, so. If you know, you know, ther uh, recruitment is like therapy. We are counselors. We are. I do feel like, but we need to get charged. We need to get. So how do we get recharged? How how do that's we? the thing? It's like when you have nothing, you know what I mean. It's like it takes when when I talk with somebody and then they don't get the job and I have to let them know mm. that we're not moving forward. It takes a lot out of me. Like that, that is tough. Like I have Most to definitely. deliver that news. Like I have to deliver that bad news. That, and that how do we? Yeah, then we've got to, you know, re, you know recharge and figure out how we can give more because we do give a lot we give a lot to everybody everybody gets something don't give your recruiter a hard time don't give them a hard time okay people are blaming us for taking jobs too quickly no you're greedy exactly if some headhunter calls you about a job and you interview on thursday and you accept the offer on friday and then you find out on monday it's not what you thought or two weeks later after you onboard whose fault is that that's not the that's not the recruiter's you can't blame fault. The recruiter. Yeah, that's your fault. But I, I'm, I've read article after article where they want to blame the recruiter. So anyway, so this is kind of a three-parter, right? So we're doing the top ten signs that you know that it's time to find a new job. The next one will be okay. So you, you want a new job now? What? And then we'll talk about the. I know we keep alluding to this East Coast West Coast. Um, yep. Thing. So. And then the company loyalty thing too. Yes, definitely. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been awesome. This and this awesome. worked. I hit record. Record worked. I think my voice is picking up. Yeah. I, I only worry your... about my fan that I got in the background. I hope it doesn't I don't, fuck the shit up too much. I don't. Mm. Okay. There was two. That's two. That's, That's two. I did not hear your fan. <laughs> oh, and your flag. Tell us about your flag. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to uh, Virgin Islands. Uh, born and raised in uh, Christian Stead St. Croix in the USVI. And so, you know, just got my flag up. I got a, I ordered oh, okay. a, uh, a big flag. So it can be uh, a backdrop. Now, I may actually start doing all my calls like this, like even my work calls with my VI flag in the back. Yeah, I like. I want a flag. I get a flag of Georgia. <laughs> Which one, the Confederate flag? Right. No. Oh God. Oh, maybe I'll get a. Oh, yeah, I want a flag. Okay, I'm gonna get a flag because we have green screens. But anyway, all right, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for stopping Appreciate by. Appreciate you guys listening. All right. Have a great week. See you when we see you. Okay. Bye.